Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl. Today is our first recap episode of the 2022-23 season and here are today's topics. A nightmare start for Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag, plus what's next for Ronaldo. Liverpool drop points at Craven Cottage against the feisty Fulham. Erlen Haaland's dream debut for Man City with a brace at West Ham. Arsenal, Spurs and Chelsea all start the campaign with three points apiece. And surprisingly great openers from Leeds and Bournemouth. All that and more in today's episode. That's right, Musty. And because the Premier League is back, so is your chance to win $50,000. Play Premier League Pick'em for free and you can become the next big winner. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app today, available in the App Store or Google Play Store. And we're going to start, mate, just before we kick off, just to let our viewers and listeners know, I'm over in England at the moment. I was over for a, a family wedding, for, so I missed the first we came back in the studio with you guys, but obviously was catching up on things over here. And just, I just thought it was important to say, Rob, you know, because often we live in the US and we know how much football means there and how, you know, everybody looks forward to the season. I can't believe how many people have said, oh, so great the season started this weekend. So great that the football's back. So great that the weekends can become back to normal mm. and we've got things to look at and stories. And I think sometimes in the US we feel as though, you know, with them a thousand miles away and we're very different. But there is absolutely no difference. The, the English fans and the American fans just love this game very much on the same level. Absolutely right. And uh, the excitement level is fever pitch over here, of course. Mm. Um, of course, we sit here recording this podcast, Rob, after the final ge- game. And it's, you know, it's a long weekend. It's a tiring weekend. Yeah. But I tell yeah. you what, it never disappoints. <laughs> and we've got a ton of things to talk about. Interesting things, mm. new things, things that didn't change that much. Um, some interesting results and some great performances. Um, yeah. But let's start, Rob. And, and you know, it's sometimes... Mm tough to know where to start our podcast and what yeah. we should lead yeah. with um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of based on story and what the biggest impact is and yeah. it's got to be Manchester United Rob and, and you know it's of course with Eric Ten Hag his first game in charge mm-hmm. official game in the Premier League of Manchester United we know that it's going to be a difficult job a long job we know that the environment around Eric Ten Hag isn't ideal we know that Ten Hag is seems to be a a really good type of guy fresh ideas Um, Mm. not a young manager but but a guy that's disciplined based um, that can make get get the best out of this uh, this group but this was a nightmare beginning Rob they lost a game uh, 1-0 Pascal Gross scored a goal on 30 minutes and scored a goal on 39th minute United were better in the second half Rob they got a scrappy own goal from from, um, Alexis McAllister to make it 2-1 but didn't have and Ronaldo came on late as well well not late he came on in the second half early on the second half to try and mm. make a difference but it didn't work out for them no. um, you, 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 you start where you want to start Rob whether it's, whether it's bigger picture whether it's the game um, but no question I mean there are protests before the game mm. again but yeah. wow I mean the, a team and a club that, that you, you honestly hope starts the thing turns around um, mm. also has, again had a, had a nightmare start yeah, and we're starting with Manchester United, Rob, because they're the biggest club in, in England. And quite rightly, they've signed uh, a top-class European-proven manager. Um, I thought, and I can talk personally and talk to a few people, 
I think there was a little bit of excitement around the football club, Rob, that this guy's come in. Pre-season is pre-season, but they had a decent pre-season. Beat Liverpool 4-0, albeit was against Liverpool kids, but have won games. We've all seen clips, YouTube moments where training hasn't gone as well as he'd like and he's getting into the players and you're thinking, yeah, that's yeah. good, maybe they need a little bit of that. The organisation that this football club needs. I think there was a feeling at home to Brighton, good chance to start well yeah. and, 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 and kick off the rain, Rob. Yeah. So all the optimism was in the ground until the, the first whistle went. From the moment the whistle went on, I've got to tell you, Rob, it was very different. There was no press. There's no organisation. There's no team understanding uh, against a, a Brighton team who are the exact opposite. Well-coached, well-organised, know what they're doing, can play in different systems. And I, my biggest excitement, Rob, was that when I looked at Ten Hag, I thought he seems to be one of those coaches who can get more out of players. You know, Dusan Tadic, he took from Southampton, turned him into a guy who was, you know, killing it in the Champions League. So my view was, well, United aren't, aren't going to be brilliant. And we talked about our preview where we thought they may finish. I still think we'd be outside the top four. But I'm mm -hmm. thinking better players, the Sanchos, the Rashfords, the Brunos, Ericsson's in there. These are good enough players, Rob, for this team to look way, way better. Was I wrong? Is, is this group of players just not good enough? Is, is that the bottom line? This group, this group of players are not good 100%. enough. It doesn't matter who you put in the coach. 100%. 100%. And listen, there are players that, given other good players that come into side, that you'll see better, better moments from. I can't look past a midfield. And I try my hardest to look past Freddie McTominay. I try my hardest because, you know, quite honestly... I was that type of player as those guys. I'd win the ball. I'd keep it very simple in mm. possession for the level that I was at in my team in the Premier League. That was, that was, that was fine and that was good and it worked mm. out. But a club like Manchester United, you've well, got to have... That's why we played for Middlesbrough and Wimbledon, <laughs> Rob, not Manchester United. In fairness, exactly. though, that's exactly the reason. Let's be honest about yeah. it. And they've got two Middlesbrough players playing in their middle of the middle of yeah. midfield in Freddie McTominay. Yeah. They gave the they ball away. They might struggle to get in the Middlesbrough team. Yeah, <laughs> they gave the ball away so many times. It stopped... It stops everything. Number one, it stops the ball. It stops continuity in possession. Number two, it stops mm. getting the ball to the front players that, that rely right on those mid central midfield players. I'm talking about Sancho mm. and, and Marcus Rashford to get some possession of the yeah. ball, let alone Christian Eriksen started as a false nine. And also, it, it, obviously, when you give the ball away, that's turnovers. That's transition. Yeah. And as we know yeah. in football, that's when goals are scored. And that's what happened on the first goal with McTominay made a decision to try and run between players. Mm -hmm. He gives a ball away, counter-attack, a little bit out of position defensively. wasn't great defending again. Goal scored. They get caught for the second goal, way down the other end. Uh, it's exactly the same as last year. And... It, 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 it's so frustrating to watch it. I can't. Well, I know what if the Man United player, uh, fans feel like Rob because I, yeah. I get what you say. The encouragement, the the excitement, the enthusiasm of the new coach. Yes, there's a cloud. Ronaldo. We talked about it in our preview. Mm. But he was sat down. Mm. He looked like he was. He was on the bench. It was the correct call. He hasn't played enough football. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to to start that way and to go two goals down, um, you know, makes the fans like, well, here we go again. Uh, yeah. let, me, let me ask you a question, Robin. It's something that you said okay. at the start there. I think he potentially can make these players better. So okay. is that the main, the main avenue that he's got to go down to improve this team? Or, which I believe, he's got to rattle cages in the boardroom mm. and with the ownership mm. to say, 
and I can't believe what I've just... I, 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 I'm trying to stop saying it, the news piece that we'll get to in a minute, Rob, about who they've just been linked <laughs> yeah. with and made a bid yeah. for. Yeah. But he's got a rattle mm. the cages of the ownership and the board of directors to say, we need more quality. This is Manchester yeah. United. Yeah. We need more quality. That's what stuck for me, Rob, is like the quality of the football and the players is nowhere mm. near what it should be. I wanted to tell right. Um, there were times, Rob, when they were playing out the back and it was obvious he's trying to instill a way for them to build from the back securely and keep possession. The players, A, couldn't do it. B, at times, looked scared to go and get the ball, Rob. There was a few who didn't want it a few times. And, and we've all yeah. played in teams when you look yeah. up and the, the guy goes, oh, a bit closer to the opposition so he can't get the ball. There was players who didn't want to do that. Now... To answer your question, I'm going to put it back in a question and, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, tell me if I'm going down the wrong street. When Danny Welbeck looks a better player than, <laughs> than Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford, is that good coaching, Rob? When, when the team that you look at, that Brighton have got, is that better coaching from Graham yeah, Potter? Is, but... is that not having the pressure of being a Manchester United player with all that comes with it? Or... Are some of these players just not good enough? Are we matching those players up to Brighton players? And they're not, they're not really as good as we, as we think they are. It's a tough answer, Rob, because, I, 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 of course, I think most people would believe that Marcus Rashford is a better footballer than Danny Welbeck and same, same with Jadon Sancho. Sancho mm. is a $100 million signing. Yeah, but yeah. the way you phrase it at the start there, saying, you know, as if the coach is to blame for not getting the best out of them... Uh, it's I'm a, not saying early, the coaches to blame. It's a bit early yet to, for, to, for us to... Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? He's been working three or four weeks with them. But we've all thought... We all know there's a player in Jaden Sancho. We've all seen there's a great player in, in Marcus Rashford. But we can't keep saying that. We can't give Sancho a season and say, OK, it's taken him a year to get in things on. some point, Rob, it's, it's got to start a come, especially when you pay $100 million for somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say it one more time. When you've got... The suppliers to get the ball to Sancho. Fred McTominay mm. and Diego Dallo, very important fullbacks in terms of their possession. Yeah. I think Luke Shaw is a good enough player. Mm. You know, so I think I, I, I just, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't get excited about this team until they start bringing new players in. I'm going to say it right now, Rob. The, there's a report on Sky Sports um, that. Manchester United have had a bid rejected somewhere around, I think, eight or nine million pounds for Marco Anautovic, 32-year-old striker, formerly in the Premier League with West Ham and Stoke City. Now, can you, can you even fathom the frustration with Manchester United fans yeah, that have watched yeah. Erlen Haaland, uh, Darwin Nunez, Gabriel Jesus... Raheem yeah. Sterling, yeah. Met Skamaka, I mean, other, other good forward players mm. moved around, and they're looking to bring in Marko Anatovic. I, I think that just about... And now, if that's the manager, Rob, that's Eric Ten Hag, which I think it is, by the way, you know, because I think he worked with he, him at he FC20. Yeah. yeah, And he's yeah, basically yeah. saying, you know what, for, for, for a cut-price option, we could... Well, first, you know, like, so... That, so well, 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 does... Well, I hear what I hear where you're going, <laughs> and I get, I get your angst. But maybe he thinks he can rely more on on Alvich with his ability, and he's not going to press as well and body body blah. Then he's getting out of some of the players who are in the football club, Rob. That that's where Manchester United are. If, if you know, you don't get linked to 
Marco Anatovic, you don't get bought with him if you're Man City, if you're Liverpool, if you're Spurs, if you're Chelsea, maybe if you're Arsenal. Rob, right now, Manchester United are where they are. It, listen, Ten Hag's job is to coach a team, and and it yeah. sounds like he's managing too. He, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's asking players, well, he's Dutch players yeah. coming in. Yeah. Now, the more players that come in, right, that's obviously mm-hmm. under his recommendation. So, yeah. Malassia, certainly uh, the fullback, Christian Eriksen probably, yeah. uh, Lissandra Martinez that, that, sh- that should have given a penalty yeah. to, to, to get away today when he pushed yeah, um, well back, yeah. well back well in the back, back yeah. that looked like a uh, you know mm. these are his calls by the way these are his calls and if he brings yeah, in Marco sure. Nautovic and it doesn't look good then all of a sudden hang on Mr. Ten Hag I don't care how early it is and are you is this is this the sort of player that you feel is right for this club unless the hierarchy there isn't any money. Maybe it's just not. There's no money to spend. Yeah, well, it's, 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 I mean, but he was no there, money. wasn't he? One of, the, one of the Glazers was there today, Bob. Yeah. I mean, what was they think on the first day? You know, everybody's up for a game. Everybody's thinking, you know, this is a new start. And it's not. Well, maybe he feels Arnautovich might be a 12-month Come solution on. to get him where they oh, are. And what, like Cavani and Falcao Rob. and all yeah, the other old players exactly that they've down that route. Wow. Right. Listen, we, we, um, sh- we should move on to Brighton a little bit, Robin. We should move on. I it, mean, it's... And give Brighton a, a little bit of credit. And yeah. They beat, they beat Manchester United 4-0 last season, Rob. I was in sort of May. So, I don't know why we're so surprised. Graham Potter continues to do what he does with players who are not at, at, at that top level. He's got an, an on out of its type in Danny Welbeck, who's left Manchester United how long ago? And still yeah. looks like he, he was one of the best forwards out on the pitch there today. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, credit to, 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 to them and what he does. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, he, he we, we talked about it on air today, Rob, and I think I made the point, Graham Potter, yeah. you know, he's lost his two two of his best players in Basuma yeah. and Kukureya. Basuma. And yet yeah. can still bring in excellent players. Salcedo, I mean, the kid in midfield. By the way, going to be a winner. <laughs> going to be an absolute winner Moises uh, Caicedo 20 years of age Ecuadorian player they've got a very good link with South America Um, there's there's many South American players younger kids and they look like players he's done it again with Caicedo or Caicedo Um, yeah I mean Graham Potter like he's he's good to go he's I mean sorry Mm -hmm. Brighton fans but but, but I'd chuck him in I wouldn't I wouldn't be afraid to recruit him at yeah. the top six clubs, I think I think he's shown now over a period of time, entertaining mm-hmm. football on a budget, good recruitment, entertaining and winning football from a team like yeah. Brighton. That's pretty yeah. impressive. So Absolutely. so well done, and we say it every time. Great, great. I mean, yeah. they finished ninth last year. I mean, the how new do they Brendan, beat that? The, the new Brendan Rodgers, mate, yeah. is, is is a new hot English yeah. uh, coach in, in in the league. Yeah. And uh, well done, Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Afraid for Manchester United. Um, yeah. Another, board, diff- another difficult day. Another mm. difficult day. It looks like it could be another difficult season, but we're only one game in, so let's see how things go. Let- yep. Let's move it on, my friend. Yep. Let's move it to um, Fulham, Liverpool. Uh, hmm. Craven Cottage, Fulham back promoted into the league. Liverpool looking to go one place better than they finished last year and finished top of the pile. It was a Liverpool team mob we saw come out of the Community Shield firing, looked up for things, got goals, Team shape looked well, and and I know you for, for certain were saying they look hungry, they they look about it. This was a bit damp. This didn't quite go to plan, and even Jurgen Klopp said, you know, he was fine with the performance. They deserved about a point, but he said uh, with the point, sorry, but he said the performance was very improvable. Yeah, I I just of all the games of this weekend, I might be the most <clears> surprised at this game. 
and of this performance from Liverpool um, with, with no real drive, with energy, with creativity. It's yeah. smacked of a, of a complacency, Rob, I've got to say, which I think we can probably count on, on one hand the times in the, mm. all the years he's been there that Liverpool looked complacent, they looked casual. Uh, it's Fulham. You know, they've come back up again. It's, a, it's Craven Cottage. We've both played there, Rob, many times. Yeah. It's not a difficult place in terms of environment to go and play the football that's what it looked like to me and of course when you start that way it's difficult to kind of get out of that rut and and um you know fair play to Fulham and Mark and um Alexander Mitrovic what a a game he had like you know Mm. superb game but Liverpool's kind of demeanor and and drive was was maybe the most surprising thing I saw this weekend yeah, I, I think Jurgen Klopp was was as surprised as you, Matt. I think he was a little bit yeah. taken aback by that. I've been seeing what we saw last week. I've been known, you know, they were first out. Yeah, they were first off the blocks. They go and get, you know, looking to get up to three points and stake their their um, their stake in, in in going for this year's title. Yeah, they just didn't quite look up. I say they looked more up for the Community Shield than they did for the first yeah. game of the Premier League, which which is a bit worrying. And you say it's not a team that ever been complacent. I've always felt they're one of the hardest working teams with great players who put the effort in. It just didn't quite seem the same, but that probably isn't doing Fulham a good enough favour. I thought Fulham mm. were excellent. They were. I thought they were absolutely brilliantly set up. Yeah. I thought their aggression, their closing rob, their yeah. interceptions, their understanding of, of where they were in, in relation to it, to each other. Mm. I thought they were a threat. The wide players stopped the fullbacks getting forward. Mitrovic gave Van Dijk and Matip a, a difficult yeah. game. Yeah. Not only his goals, but his hold-up play. Yeah. I thought it was, a, it was an excellent, excellent performance by Fulham. And Fulham deserved some credit on that. It wasn't just how bad that Liverpool were. They didn't. They came, came maybe with not, not a great attitude, but Fulham were about them. They were made it difficult. They put their foot in. They were aggressive. And um, I thought we're, we're, we're well worthy of, uh, of their point. And, and, and do you know what? You know, I, I'm big enough to hold my hands up and say I, I didn't think they had that in them. I looked at the lineup, mm. Rob, and I know the midfield is different. I like the look of uh, yeah. Andres Pereira from Manchester United. Palina, yeah. I think, is, is really, really good. He's another one, isn't he? Ball yeah, winning. So one. those two apart, mm. I looked at the team before the game and I said, yeah, it kind of looks similar. You got Mitrovic, you yeah. got you got uh, yeah. Cabano, you got Cordova Reeve, you got uh, Robinson, Reem, Tosin, yeah. Tete. Yeah. You know, all, all kind of the same similar team that was here last time and didn't do well enough. So they, yeah. they they certainly showed me on that and put me in my place because it was hardworking, organised with creativity. Yeah. They could have gone two up against Liverpool uh, even earlier with some of the opportunities that they had. Um, yeah. Really great and well done, Marco Silva. And I know yeah. they want they want extra players. Uh, and they've got to they've got to continue this. They've got Wolves talking, away yeah. next yeah. weekend, Rob. But what a good start for Fulham! What a good start for, ah. for the whole team and club to believe that they can stay in a division. Absolutely, and I know we do our under underappreciated performer of the weekend. It was Marco Silva was close on my list, by the way. He didn't I just win it though. Thought, he you didn't know, get it. He didn't win it. But what a good start for a team that you know. I know a few Fulham fans are saying, "Oh, we got Liverpool first game. You know, what start are we going to mm. get?" Mm. You know, he set his team up well. I thought they were really aggressive. I always felt with Fulham teams at times, they're a bit soft and a bit, they're a bit nice. They didn't uh, look anything like no. that at, at the weekend. Mm. And uh, Marco Silva's another who people have said, well, is he really top draw manager? We've seen him at Hull. We've seen him at Everton. We've seen him at Watford. You know, this is another chance for him to, to stake his claim and, and show that he's a 
you know, he's another one. I think he's a really good coach in there, mm. and this might be the year he can he can show. Well, so yeah, well, well done for Fulham. Let me just give him one one last shout. So also for Marcus, remember they took Everton to eighth place, by the way, which is which obviously on the you know is pretty good. Two players, Rob. Before we move on, I just want to get yeah. your take because yeah. one's a pretty simple one. Darwin Nunez comes on again, scores Darwin a goal. Nunes, yeah, I think he's yeah. going to be a star. Like I, I think he's going to he's going to get a lot of goals. And I want to I know we've talked about this player before, Rob, but again, I just want to get. Trent Alexander-Arnold was was well beaten at the back post yeah. um, for that goal. Now, there's there's many yeah. times when we talk about this, the Champions League final, <clears> he got caught out of that position. Is there, yeah. a, one question when we move on, is there an argument that Liverpool could be better, safer defensively with three centre-backs and Alexander-Arnold and Robertson playing as wing-backs? Do you push Trent forward and let the, and just give up or, or, or no. okay, get some no. extra defensive, no. you know, Insurance, Rob, in that with a, with a right-centered centre back of three, because I think is something that, that the manager should con- consider. But you kind of lose a man out further up the pitch, don't you, Rob? If, if you're going to play that way, yes, but you allow Trent to stay the way higher. Played and the way, and those, the intensity that they play on. I think it's more the point, Rob. My, my answer would be. Trent's got to become a better fullback. Well, how, how long are you going to say that for? How long are you going to say that uh, for? I, I, I'm going to say it until he becomes a better fullback because the things he does wrong are not things you can't learn. The things he doesn't do. I mean, he, this guy is an exceptional yes. fullback, can do almost anything in the game. At times, he doesn't read danger enough. Right. At times, he doesn't. And so he's got to learn that, Rob. But for me, that's what right. I'm saying. Because right. I, don't, I don't think the three will work for Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool can play that same intensity and that same press from a three. I think mm-hmm. that extra man in midfield gives them that and the three players up front. I, I, right. But I also, I, I wanted to mention Nunes because I just think he's going to be a goal scorer, mate. His movement in and around the box looks exceptional. He's yeah. got a bit of the, and I don't want to throw it to the Fernando Torres about him. Yeah, I've said kind that, of I've makes said that before. Makes runs. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Sharp, quick. Got, makes a bit of that. Yeah. And big Mitrovic, right. Mitrovic on the other end. 27 years of age, Mitrovic. Right. Said he was in the same year at school as I was, and he's 27, and I'm 50 odd. I don't know how that's worth, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Good luck to him. Keep yeah, scoring well goals. He's got a couple of goals already. Uh, mm. Well done, Fulham. Great yeah. result at the weekend. Let's move it to West Ham and Manchester City, my friend, because again, we were talking about a Man City team that didn't look great in the Community Shield, that they had a certain expensive forward. He missed a couple of chances, and people were saying, well, is he going to be the guy? 2 mm, 0. Pretty comfortable against West Ham United. Two goals for Erling Haaland. Manchester City, again, stake their claim as a team to beat. Um, what would you take off from this one? I thought they were mightily impressive. Mightily mm. impressive, Rob. I mean, talk about control the game. Talk about slowly, almost <laughs> paralyse their opponents with football and possession. There's two, there's two points I want to talk about with this game, Rob. Uh, yeah. I mean, once the, 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 the tactical side of things were Walker and Cancelo yeah. playing like like yeah. central mid. I mean, central midfield players, both of them at the same yeah. time. So if you think about that, yeah. that allows De Bruyne and, and Gundogan, the real number eights, the attacking midfield players, to play yeah. super high, Push forward, and they are then replaced by those two, Walker and Cancelo. Mm. So you end up with a system of two centre backs, three midfield players, and five yeah. forwards. That's how they look to play. And, and yeah. West Ham United had no clue, no idea how to stop that. They tried a high press. It didn't work. <laughs> it, they, they pulverized them with possession. Yeah. Um, and then the other part, of course, is Erlen Haaland, Rob. And, and mm. what he brought today is, 
I, I remember, I, I know what my thoughts are on this player. I said it on the last pod, Rob, that my concern was that Man City's technical football, in, out, cross, back, you know, was going was gonna to have him for large periods not involved. Well, Blimenek, <clears throat> from, from Community Shield to this game, there was yeah. a noticeable difference. Number one, when the ball's in wide areas, crosses came in. One, one yeah. was very close to him heading in early mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And then, of course, the other part of what he needs is the through balls. And you slide the balls in behind because that's his bread and butter. I'd say he scores what I've seen of his 80-odd goals last year. Like, yeah. We're talking 80%, I would say, yeah, that are like, percent. on the yeah. turn, I want to get in there, put it in there. Mm. And, and that's, again, what, and I'll let you get in, Rob, I'm rambling a little bit, but it's yeah. one more point before I forget. West Ham United had a period of play when they were down right, 1-0 mm. down, where, oh, they force Man City back a little bit. Yeah, and then, of course, would, yeah. they give the ball away. And then mm. City have an incredible outlet because when they give it away, oops, yeah. you look the other way, De Bruyne gets on it, slides it through to, to Erlen Haaland, and he runs in behind and scores. That makes it so difficult to play against. They're either going to be pinned mm. in, or if you dare yeah. try and come out and attack City, if you give the ball away a transition then Haaland's going to love the green grass behind your high defensive line with De Bruyne, who looks in great shape. I thought it was blimmin' impressive from City, Rob. It, it, I look, the, the thing, I mean, I can't disagree with, with, with too much of that. Um, it was almost like, Rob, take a picture of that Kevin De Bruyne on the ball yes. and Erling Haaland yep. making run. Take a picture of that because yep. you're going to see that 20, 30, <laughs> 40 times this season, mate. And he, he ain't going to miss too many when he gets there. As, as I was watching the game, there, there was a couple of thoughts. The, ta- the tactics was, in, you know, the, the, the two full-backs going in with a two holding three in front and then those five pushing on, as you say. Yeah, I mean, I was I was watching Rice and Suchak, who just didn't know whether to come, whether to run across, whether to go with somebody. Somebody else was picking the ball. I mean, it, it must be the biggest nightmare. And my thought to that was, Rob, again, like, we, we don't give enough credit to Pep Guardiola. He's brought something new and different again to the game, mate. He's come out with the goalkeepers who end up like centre-backs playing out the back. We've had the inverted one full-back. We've had the false nine and one tiles. He's, got double He's false now nine. going with yeah, double false nines with, with KDB and, and Foden or a, yep. a, a, a Grealish, whatever. Now he's going two, two full-backs in behind the two centre-backs. The two midfield players pushed on. We're going to pin you with five. And at the moment, mate, it's like... We don't give him enough credit for what he's doing. No. He's, he's changing the way we, we look at the game. He's changing the way the game can be played. He's saying to West Ham, who generally haven't given Man, have given Man City a decent game in the past, he's said to West Ham, have a look at this and see how you deal with it. And yeah. by the way, he's now he's got this silk purse of a passing team and he's just put this metal wrecking ball right at the I top know. of it. I know. And he's just gone, we've got a power game as well if you want it. So we can clip <laughs> balls in, we can run. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. We've got a beast down the middle. Yeah. When we've used two false nines coming in and linking the play and spinning yeah. the ball, we've now got a geezer who's going to just run through you. Mm. It's, Listen, um, I, it's incredible I, I, stuff. I, I, I totally agree, Robert. And remember, this is the first game of the season. Fans at home yeah. are always up for it. And they just made their capacity 62,000 people at yeah. the London Stadium yeah. there, right there. And yet they can silence and pulverise opponents like mm. that. I mean, it is only the first game. And maybe yeah. other coaches will figure out ways to stop it. 
probably allowing no space in behind for him to yeah, run and, and other yeah, ways good but good that. luck with that but but mm. but yeah i mean wow that that was some performance by the way robin yeah, do you know what was, well, was yeah. interesting right there was 14 shots from city they only had two mm. talk about efficiency two on target, two on target <laughs> a penalty in yeah, the goal I saw that. and yeah, yet it looked that. like yeah. a game that was so comfortable yeah. for them um mm. yeah good stuff good 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 stuff Absolutely good stuff. Look, okay, let's turn it to Friday night. Mm. I know you uh, had a particular eye on this one. Crystal Palace nil, Arsenal two. Um, Arsenal having a better Friday night than they did last time around. When they remember they got beaten at Brentford yes. in Community Stadium, and and you know it was it was an awful performance by Arsenal that night. Very different Arsenal, Rob. Very different feel about the football club. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Arsenal this year. Yeah, uh, I like I like what I see. Yeah, well, of course, we, I got a f- good look at this one on Friday night, Rob. And uh, the yeah. three players, three new players, all starters. Zinchenko started left mm-hmm. back. Um, Gabriel Jesus, of course, started at centre four, which we'll talk about. But, and I'm going to go to it straight away, Robbio. My underappreciated performer in week one of this season, this new Premier League season, is William Saliba. William mm-hmm. Saliba. If people don't know about him, I don't blame you. He's been on loan in French football last yeah. season with Marseille. Before that, Nice. Yeah. He's only 21 years of age right now. Only 21 years of age. Obviously, came into Arsenal and they thought like it's going to do him good to go out on loan. Did a great yeah. job in French football. He's a French centre back international, a full international, mm-hmm. and he's back at Arsenal. And he's back on the right side of centre back alongside Gabriel. And he didn't put a foot wrong, Robbie Earl. Yeah. So underappreciated. Probably not for, not for very long because people are already starting to say, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. Maybe we should have had him a yeah. little earlier. But he <laughs> is, I think he's six, f- he's way over six foot. He's very yeah. comfortable on the ball and he's fast. If you're good on the ball yeah. and you're tall yeah. and you're quick mm-hmm. as a central defender, then there ain't much else you need. So he, I thought he was excellent. He gets my underappreciated performer for this weekend and exciting for the fans, uh, Robbie Earl of Arsenal. That yeah. all, all of a sudden, like, wow, this this mm-hmm. new guy's coming, and he might be go on to be one of the best centre backs in the Premier League this season. Great, great kind of addition to the team. Good, good early shout. I mean, I uh, couldn't agree more. I thought he was outstanding, Rob. I thought against the quicker, skillful players, he, he shows that he's got you know good patience, won the ball at times, was physical when he needed to. Gets the bigger centre forwards, Edward. And, and, and players who come on, he, he dealt with the physicality that they had. He looks like he's a bit of a leader. Doesn't he likes a tackle? Yep. Good athlete. I mean, he's everything that he, we've kind of thought Arsenal needed. And you know, they've had him out on loan. Listen, Edu, Edu and, and Mikel Arteta have obviously known about him. Have let him get some football. You know, great reputation in, in, in French football. And now, um, mm. absolutely, uh, could be a missing piece for, for Arsenal. So. Uh, Brilliant shout. Uh, watch, him on, on, watch the game Friday and thought again, like you said, for somebody so young, excellent. Um, gives them an option if they want to play yeah. three at the back, Rob, and wing yeah. backs. Yeah. Ben White, obviously, is playing a, a right back at the moment. The other, the other piece that, that really, I'm kind of really looking forward to seeing is Gabriel Jesus, my friend. Yeah. It's a sort of centre forward, but clever with his positions and often will drop out into a wide position if he has to. Odegaard sometimes goes through all these. a nice mix of, of, of positional play. Obviously, he's played wide positions at City. Arteta knows him. I think he's going to enjoy being the main man, the central striker, the guy who scores goals, got lovely feet. Looks like he's enjoying his football with some young players around him, the Sackers, the Martinellis. Hmm. 
Odegaard's around him. Um, he he could be a little dark horse for, for a golden boot, by the way, if he stays fit. Yeah. He could be a little dark horse for the golden yeah, boot. Yeah, it would be a dark horse, I think, given some of the other strikers we've got in the league right now. Yeah. But, but absolutely well, he's right. going to play most he's games, play isn't he? Yep. And he's going and he, and to get chances in this team. So, But I will say this. It wasn't all perfect for no, Arsenal, no. in my opinion. No. I didn't think they played particularly well after, to, after going ahead. Um, I think yeah, Eze should have scored, shouldn't he? Eze had a great chance for Paris. Right, Eze had a good chance. And then um, yeah. Edouard had a good header chance early Edward, on, Rob. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, they yeah, could have had so, two. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, they're not... They're really good chances, like, where it was, a, it was yeah. an error not to score, particularly yeah. Eze when he goes through one-on-one. So it wasn't a perfect yeah, performance. Yeah. They, they mm. Defensively, they should be more secure than that. Possession-wise, they should be keeping the ball better to defend with the ball like City we've mm-hmm. just seen. And I tell yeah. you where there's a potential weakness for me, Rob, and, and maybe I'm being a little harsh here, being on the first weekend. I thought Thomas Partey and Granit Xhaka, particularly yeah. Partey, was poor. Was poor in possession, Rob. Was not careful keeping possession. Mm-hmm. So when they couldn't control the game through possession, it was the midfield yeah. two, in my opinion, that didn't do a good enough job of being busy to get the ball. Let's get it back there. Make sure I take care of the ball. There's a pass I'm going to make. We're going to... We're going to because Palace kind of dominate, dominated possession-wise. I mean, they didn't score. Could, they should have done. Yeah. But I thought Arsenal, if they want to be where they think they want to be in the Premier League, there's going to be games where they've got to do a better job of controlling the game with possession. And at better teams, Rob, are going to take those chances. That could have been a very different mm. game. Ended up being 2-0. I think it flattered them a little bit with the second goal being an own goal from, from Gurhi. Um, yeah, but I just want to put it out mm. there. Like, I, I, it wasn't. I it hear wasn't... you, but I, I think it's first day. I think you know we'll look at many of the teams. City didn't dominate the game, yeah, totally. Also, um, West Ham had a couple of chances, might have come back into the game. Most of the teams, most of the players are still, I think, scratching for top fitness when you this early in a, in a season. Yeah, but a win's listen, a win. I, I, I get hear you. That, but... Yeah, I hear you, and and a win. I think it was. You know, we're going to talk about. Uh, Chelsea, I think it was Thomas Tuchel who said, you know, a win gives you confidence as you're building things and getting momentum going. So, listen, this window's still open. I hear your point. But I just still think this Arsenal team, based on the start, remember last season, no, yeah. uh, no one's at three straight defeats yeah. and under pressure and all that. Just think they're in a different place now. And, you know, if, if, if those young players can keep producing and keep their sparkle and learn from some of those lessons last year. I'm really looking forward to Arsenal this year. Um, You know, I think they should, you know, they they could finish in the top four. Quick line on Crystal Palace, Rob, before we move on. Um, I think we all know that... Yeah, it's been a tough time, hasn't it, for Patrick and, and the team. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have an ideal, um, pre-season. No. A lot of his players through entry requirements couldn't go on the yeah, pre-season trip to, to go, Australia yeah. they're playing in different games at the same time they came back together I think they only trained about a week before the season yeah. started so and I, and I think Vieira needs a couple of two or three new players yeah he talked um, about one or yeah. two players in the window hasn't he before yeah. the window shut so um, yeah. I think they'll be fine I think you know I think these we, we you see moments of good play and chances and the likes of as they take putting one of those chances away might have made it very different as you mm. say but mm. um Good start for Arsenal, good win to, to get them going and, and kicks off this season. Uh, let's move it to the other North London team because um, I know there's a lot of excitement to, on this side of the, of the, of the city. Um, Tottenham went 1-0 down and days gone by. 1-0 down to Tottenham might have meant uh, poor result, but it wasn't the case. 
Tottenham 4, Southampton 1. Antonio Conte, and I know you talked about them in our preview as the team that might get closest to the top two. Happy enough with that first day? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought. I think mm. that the word that sums that up was strong. Just mm. strong. Strong performance. No, you know, they're very different to who they're going to play next weekend, Chelsea. But yeah, Chelsea's, yeah. We're going to talk about Chelsea next, but you know, it's a little mm. slower. They, they don't mess around. They don't mess around. It's get the ball forward, get it wide, and, and yeah. spin those crosses in. Kuliszewski, uh, that, that's as good as I've ever seen him play, by the way. Yeah. Scores, he yeah. assists with an incredible ball into the other, to, to the other side of the wing-back. Sessegnon scoring a mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he scores himself. I mean, we know that Richardson's gone there. We know that he's back from suspension, I believe, next mm-hmm. time. Um, but Kudusevsky, I thought, was a star. But just in general, the way that they played, simple, effective, asked questions of defenders, and, and very strong. And, of course, the new players we're going to see more of. We're going to see more of Ivan mm-hmm. Pesuma that came in, Rob, later on. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Perisic came in later on. So he, he fair play to Conte, Rob. He allowed the yeah, players that got him the into the top play, four. Well, yeah. you crack on. You did a good job last year, yeah. and, and you do that. I thought they were very impressive. Yeah, I couldn't disagree. Uh, going 1-0 down, and it didn't look like there was ever kind of any pressure on them. We see on Manchester United go 1-0 down today, and how it, it, it upset Changed their everything. flow and yeah. the way they play. But Spurs have got a real real bit of buzz about them. And I'm going to ha- have my underappreciated performer of the week. A wing-back who's played for Tottenham, Rob, who's been at the football club since 2019. I think it was for a fee of around $40 million. He's 22 years old and he's Ryan Sessignon. And he's a player, Rob, who... As I, think, I think he came under the Pochettino era. Obviously, we've had Jose, we've had Nuno. He's not really been part of things. Conte's made a few... Um, comments about him towards the end of last mm. season saying he, he, you know, he thinks mm. he's a player in there. I watched him in the summer. Took a note of he came in early for pre-season, about three weeks earlier than everybody else, Rob. Went with the strength and conditioning guy, did some work. Went with the boxing trainer, did in, some he's, work. He's brave to come into went, a Conte pre-season early. Yeah, Blimey. Yeah, went to an, uh, an athletic camp and, and did some work. Didn't want to get injuries. Wanted to be fit. Wanted to start the season well. Got his first Premier League goal for, mm. for Spurs, um, coming out on that great ball that he said by uh, Kulisaski. Kulisaski would have been my underappreciated, but I'm not sure he's that underappreciated yeah. anymore. Yeah. But Ryan Sashin you know, might be a really important piece of the jigsaw for Antonio Conte. And I just remember, Rob, Antonio Conte's Chelsea team, and there was a player there called Victor Moses, who was a mm. bit of a in and out player until mm. Conte get there and Conte turned him into a, a, a Premier League winner mm. I just think that Ryan Sassignon might could well this season become that, that, that young guy the only surprising thing you just said Rob that he's only 22 like wow yeah. he seems he's been he got into Fulham's first team at, at 16 yeah. years of age yeah. you know he's one of the youngest ever to play in the championship yeah. so yeah he's 22 years of age and we know that Antonio Conte's teams Re- well, he, he really likes wide play, and yeah, I just made play, a yeah. ton of notes on my on my game sheet after during the game. Mm-hmm. Say, wow, this wide play, you know, these set yeah. patterns that he puts in place both in preseason. Sides, it? Yeah, both sides and the ball come in very quickly. Yeah, uh, I thought it was very very good. I thought they were very dominant, strong, mm-hmm. um, and 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 talk about a player that stepped up and you're underappreciated in Sessegnon with Ivan Perisic. That's yeah, gonna. He's just gonna play. Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna yeah. play soon. Another 
really good acquisition. So, no, Southampton, Rob, I think they've got problems. They, they've backed young signings, and I kind of yeah. like that. I like the kid, uh, Romeo Lavia, 18 years of age as a number yeah. six, the holding midfield player. I thought he looked very good, number 45 on the day. Um, but the three at the back didn't particularly work. I think the striking mm. situation is an issue. Of course, Amanda Brogia yeah. was there last year. He've lost him back to, to Chelsea, goes back um, to his parent club. They yeah. are, they are, I think, going to be going to be in trouble. I think it's going to be a difficult season for them. Yeah, I, I've got them down as one of my teams that possibly get relegated, and um, yeah. you know, I think there was evidence there that you know, unless they get it right, unless they tighten things up at the back, it's it's going to be a difficult season. And, you know, Ralph Hantnell, there was a couple of shots of him, weren't there, with his hand in his head, he was shaking yeah, and talking yeah. to his staff as though he's going to know they can't afford to make the kind of mistakes and be as naive as they are yeah. against some of the teams in the Premier League. But a uh, great start for Tottenham, great start for Antonio yep. Conte, who've got a big game next week, we'll talk about that um, preview next week. And when they go to Chelsea, which I'm sure is going to be a much bigger test, but uh, yeah, perfect start. Tottenham Hotspur. I think they someone said their best results since mid 1980s in the, in the top wow. league for wow. one winter start. Yeah, yeah, so good start. Everything going well for for Spurs. Let's finish off with um, Everton playing Chelsea. So the Frank Lampard derby, I think they call this one. Everton nil, Chelsea one. Not a classic, mate, by by any means. Mm. Um, two teams are still, I think, trying to sort out their identity, look to bring players in to to you know get over. Um, one or two injuries and, and issues in the football club. Um, Chelsea did enough, just good enough to, to, to take all three points? Yeah, just good enough. I mean, it, it, it gets... Their their play relies on patience, doesn't it? I mean, we've said, I've yeah. said this nearly every week. I seem to say about Chelsea, they're so slow, but that's the way they control things. That's the way they stop their mm. opponents kind of getting a foothold in the game. Um, I thought Ryan Sterling played well, Rob. You know, we... Mm. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't expect him to start as the as a central player, but he did as a false striker, nine. Yeah. Havertz was to his left, yeah. and Mason Mount was to his mm. right. I thought Havertz and Mason Mount were particularly quiet in the game. Yeah. Sterling dropped yeah. in, got loads of the ball. They need to work on what comes after that, in my opinion. We did yeah. a little tactic session. To, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, me with Tim Howard there. Um, yeah. So I know the team is evolving, Rob. I know they're looking for new players. Um, we saw uh, Amanda Brogia come into the game later on Loftus-Cheek mm. and I think Christian Pulisic doesn't doesn't you know yeah. I said uh, it gets a bit of a rough ride Rob. I mean how long is Kai Havertz going to be continue to be trusted as a starting player when it's another performance that he didn't affect the I mean, game yeah. it's, it's an interesting one I just want to and I did write a little note because I know you put it out there and I think one or two of um, English press picked up this or said like you know Pulisic needs to be knocking on the manager's door and asking a question. And, and that's not in a disrespectful way for Pulisic, just to be saying, hold on, you know, you feel he's in a position now to ask when he's going to get at the store. And it, it got me thinking a little bit about Pulisic, Robert. And part of me thought, I think he's, I looked at his numbers, he's, played, he's had 75 appearances for Chelsea. I think that's all comp. He's got 19 goals. He's 23 years of age. He's, he's the American captain. You know, he's going to go into a World Cup coming up. He's going to have a huge World Cup in four years' time, and he's right in the, the, his prime. Is there a point, Rob, where, like, if I'm Christian Pulisic, I think I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself, why am I not getting in? And if I'm not, Rob, I think I'd be asking to go out on loan. If, if you're Romelu Lukaku, somehow Lukaku didn't play and they'd get him out on loan or, you know, others have been, the Gallagher's have been out on loan and that. If I'm Christian Pulisic and 
I don't think there's a lack of trust or there's a lack of something in, in Pulisic yeah. to start. Whether the yeah. manager thinks he's a sub coming on and all that. But if not, Rob, I'd be asking to go and play. I'd go, I'd go and play at Everton. I'd go and play at Newcastle. I'd go and play at West Ham. I'd go and play at Brighton. I'd go and play some football. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I don't know whether it should be on loan. Because as, 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 as long as Thomas Tuchel's there, from day one, from day one, mm. Pulisic was always thought to have been, well, you know, I've seen what he's like off the bench. Maybe he doesn't do him any favours, but I like his impact yeah. off the bench. And he's never been a starting one of the first few players on the team sheet. I think, I think you make a yeah. good point. He's been there a few seasons now. He's still at a brilliant age as a footballer. He came yeah. into the game and looked bright and looked lively. You know, maybe he hasn't done enough when he's had starts, but it's not as though he gets much wiggle room. He have a two yeah. or three bad games and he's out of the side with the other options that they've got there. So, yeah, if you're, if you're many other teams in the, in the Premier League, Rob, whether it's on loan or whether go and buy him. Yeah. Go and buy him. We've talked about Manchester United, looking at Marco and Nautovic. You know, like some of the ones that you've mentioned, Rob, Newcastle and, and Villa yeah. and I know, lot, lots of other teams that, that mm. he, he would, could use playing. He could do, he needs to play regularly for the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. instead of these little cameos off the bench. So it's something that. that I, I always you know, feel with, 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 with uh, Pulisic, and, and this is sometimes true of small, small, quick players. For some reason, you always think, oh, they're young. Oh, they don't really get it. Oh, I don't know. If you're six foot two and you're a midfield player and then holding, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, we've got to play him. No, no, Pulisic always feels like he's the kid. Uh, the kid will be okay. Let's put him on the bench and yeah. then we'll bring him on. Yeah, it, yeah. It just doesn't it's feel like, like others, he's got the... Like the, yeah, the gravitas of the club, the respect of the correct. club. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. But um, it's yeah. going to be an important time for him coming up. Big few weeks. And, you know, maybe uh, Chico wants to keep holding him because he is a great player yeah. to come off the bench and make things happen but from mm. Christian Pulisic's point of view I'm sure he's going to want some regular football yeah. between now and then OK mate let's wrap things up with a few other results Bournemouth got a great result against Aston Villa uh, Scotty Parker against Stephen Gerrard poor start for, for Villa that Stephen Gerrard would be a bit worried about that one Rob well yeah I mean I think it's of the other results it's like wow OK like yeah. Bournemouth I mean Villa yeah. Villa was, was OK last year and the initial excitement mm. of, of Stephen Gerrard was strong and Coutinho etc etc but there is a little bit of expectation now Rob that this club yeah, spent a lot absolutely. of money over the last couple of years two yeah. or three years and you know you, you, the Villa fans will will expect a, a top 10 a top 8 mm. finish for Aston Villa this season um, so yeah that's an eyebrow razor um, I did because a lot of these games go on at the same time. We're in the studio. Yeah. We got them all the games up and stuff. And I did look a lot at Leeds. Leeds Wolves looked like a brilliant game. Mm, like yeah. a lot of talent out there. I look at Pedro Neto. Going on. Like Neto's yeah. ball for for Pudence's goal. goal. Neto, goal. Neto's little double drag back skill between the two players. If you haven't seen that, yeah. look yeah. for it. Neto, um, yeah, against uh, against Leeds United. Um, Aronson, Brendan Aronson, the Aronson, new signing, Rob. Yeah. Good money, looks sharp. Nice Thought finish, he got a goal, yeah. but it ended up being an own goal. The yeah. energy is at Leeds United, Ellen Road. The Patrick freshness Bamford is there. The Patrick Bamford looking good. Mm. It, it kind of feels good right now. Yeah. Super early, of course. But if, if this group can stay fit, I mean, Leeds have had injury problems for, it seems like, yeah. since they've been back in the Forever, top flight. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, good good day for Jesse March. The the, the little altercation at the end, Rob, was, was a chuckle. Yeah. Did, you see, did you see that? It was interesting, wasn't Bruno it? Yeah. Sure, and, and, uh, Bruno did down and, and Jesse. Apparently there was words said in the first half and 
you know, didn't like it. They, you know, Jesse only said something at the end because he'd won and thought they should have apologised yeah. at the time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. you've got to do that, but you've got to stand your ground sometimes as, yeah. a, as a manager in the Premier League. It was good to see Jesse Marsh holding his own. And at the end, he, he, he did pay respect to Bruno and said he, he admires what he's done and yeah. how his team plays. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good start for, for Leeds. Another good start, good start for Newcastle as well, Rob. They're sort of forming... 2022 continues. I think it's only the top three now, is it? One more point in, in the calendar wow. year. Spurs, Liverpool and Man City. Wow. The only three teams have got more points in the calendar year than Newcastle. And um, Again, it, it took a while. I've been shared with, with, with a smash mm. from um, distance and then usual Callum Wilson. I think that's four seasons straight now he's scored on the first day. But Newcastle getting the win. Um, they'll be better and, and they'll probably look to add one or two more into the to their pot. Nottingham Forest a little disappointing for me, Rob. I didn't think there's no shots on target, little flimsy. I know they've got so many players they're trying to yeah, mould in. into mm. a group and, and bed in. So obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes over weeks. But um thought they might have maybe looked to maybe nick a draw out of that one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a game I'm going to have to watch over the next few days mm -hmm. uh, to get a good sense of Nottingham Forest. Um, didn't, yeah. I didn't, we didn't have them um, as one of our key games uh, that we focus on this weekend. I think we are yeah. next weekend. I think Forest are being featured, Rob. I know you're back in the mm -hmm. studio next weekend. So yeah. th that's a game that I'll go back and watch. I'll also yeah. probably go back and watch Brentford and Leicester. Where our eyes are on yeah. the other game from today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw Leicester cruising. I get the goal. Lovely. Uh, Jewsbury Hall again. Looks, looks like a player. And then Brentford came... <laughs> powerfully steaming back with a couple of goals th yeah. themselves so Josh De Silva's lovely left foot curler into the far corner Ivan Tony, of course getting the first one so mm -hmm. interesting it's going to be an interesting season with Brendan Rodgers Robert Leicester yeah. City we know yeah. they need to balance the books a little bit um, and which gets every, all the big clubs well hang on a minute interesting I, I like few him. weeks I like him I like him yeah let's get it to the end of this month and let's see what yeah. they've got in in, in, in Still in the team, then I think it's going to be a case for Leicester. But as ever, mate, action-packed weekend. I think that wraps it up for the first week in the Premier League. No doubt, the best league in the world is back here for your entertainment. We're going to be back next Sunday. That's August the 14th, when we'll look back at match week two, taking in the big games of next weekend, including the real big one: Chelsea hosting Tottenham at the Bridge. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Mustard, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe. Stay healthy. It's great to be back with the Premier League. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night.